0: It's her first kiss.
1: Iconic. Ronnie. Claire.
0: Claire is like, so mean. Ah, the doorbell. You're fired. XOXO, gossip girl.
1: That was mind blowing. Hey team
0: Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all around icon, Hillary Duff. Joining me now to talk Lizzie is my friend, my longtime friend, Claire Rogers. Hey, Claire, welcome to Deaf Enough.
1: Hey, Wit.
0: Hey, so excited to have you on today. Claire, we have known each other since, I guess, high school, right?
1: Definitely high school, yes
0: and college for a a little bit and now Claire is out in LA doing big things (laughs) and Claire and I share a love for Disney so I feel like we really have bonded over that as friends for sure and we got to go to Disneyland together for a day which was really cool
1: yes and it was your first time there
0: it was it was very exciting Well, Claire, to begin today, I always ask my new guests on the show three questions to kind of get a sense of your Hillary fandom. The first question, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie?
1: So my favorite Hillary Duff movie is definitely a Cinderella story, especially since they used to play it a lot on TV before like we had the streaming services and all of that. So it was always easy access to watch the movie. So I've seen it a million times, but it's definitely my favorite. And now it's a meme the LOL where she's like where she types LOL that's a meme now.
0: Right. So many good Hillary Duff memes. Okay, favorite Hillary Duff song.
1: I would have to say it's Come Clean.
0: A classic. I mean, don't you love that music video? Yeah.
1: And it was the theme song of Laguna Beach, which is one of my favorite shows or was one of my favorite shows, so that's a plus.
0: Yes, for sure. And finally, what is your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire?
1: I believe it is the Grubby Gulch, (laughs) that one. Okay. Yeah, it's different. It was different than all the others, so I like that one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Throw on some low rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time
0: for Let's Talk Lizzie. Jumping into the five episodes we are going to talk about today, we're going to be talking about episodes one through five of season two. And season two premiered on February 8th, 2002 with an episode called First Kiss. And I've got to say, honestly, all five of these episodes, I was really excited to go back and watch because when I looked at the titles and I looked at what they were about, they were so memorable. And it turns out they were so good. It had been a while since I'd watched them. And so yeah, starting with First Kiss, this is the Valentine's Day episode. It's so iconic. I mean, it really is. It's her first kiss.
1: That I remember that episode as a kid and just feeling so bad for her and Her crying, like, it just felt so real. Like, she was really acting in these episodes. I was like, okay.
0: I know, she was getting those tears out there. Ugh, it was so good.
1: So yeah, so this
0: is the Valentine's Day episode, which it's not super focused on Valentine's Day, but the idea here is that Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are noticing that everyone at their school has paired up. Everyone has a boyfriend, a girlfriend, But not them. And so then, one day, Lizzie's at home, and she's on the phone with Miranda, and they're complaining about how they don't have a boyfriend, and then uh, the doorbell rings, and it's the paper boy. His name is Ronnie. Ronnie. (laughs) And Lizzie answers the door, and this guy, like, starts flirting with her, and then they kind of walk outside, and... Then Lizzie realizes, oh my goodness, I like this boy. And it's like, oh no, we know where this is going now. So yeah. this is Lizzie's first boyfriend that we really see on the show. We saw her kiss Aaron Carter under the mistletoe, but this is this is her first BF and not Ethan Kraft. Right. I will say one thing that I noticed immediately, you know, I've been watching the first season of the show for the podcast and coming into season two, there had been definitely a length of time where they were not shooting. And so the characters or the actors look a lot older here, but this is how I remembered them looking. Honestly, I feel like season two episodes got a lot more airplay. These episodes are so much more memorable to me.
1: Yes. Because, like, the um, class photo one, like, she was like a baby in the, that one.
0: She was, yeah. And it's interesting, too. I noticed, you know, the first season, they did a lot of like little cutaways to skit sort of moments. And coming into season two, they kept a lot of the sound effects. You know, that was something that was throughout the whole show. They would have all these little sound effects and and music playing and they kept that but they kind of backed away from these little cutaways. It was in a couple of these episodes where they'll be talking about something and then you'll cut away to the scene and you'll see kind of what they're talking about and it's kind of goofy and comical. We'll, We'll get into that, we'll get into that. Back to First Kiss though. So Lizzie falls hard for this guy, okay? I mean, does she ever? And I love whenever she tells Miranda about him because they sit down at the lunch table and Lizzie's telling Miranda, you know, she's got a crush on a guy. It's not Ethan Kraft. And she's like, but Miranda, this has to be the cone of silence. No one can know about this. And then Gordo walks up. He's like, what's going on, guys? And Miranda's like, Lizzie's in love with her paper boy. I just (laughs) died at that because it was so funny. There's so much with this show that I'm noticing how good the writing and comedic timing was. And that was one of those instances for sure. Jumping over to Matt's storyline for a second, in this episode, Matt is collecting baseball cards, or he has a baseball card collection, and he's trying to get one card in particular for Paul O'Neill, which I had to Google. He's actually a baseball player. And Melina, of course, Matt's girlfriend slash nemesis, I don't know what you want to call her. She has the card, and basically to get the card from her He agrees to wait on her hand and foot, pretty much. So that's his storyline for the episode. We'll check back in with him in a minute. (laughs) Lizzie, though, Lizzie's relationship kind of blossoms, and you see Ronnie sending her love notes in the morning paper. They go out on a date. Didn't you love their little date rollerblading, though? Like, didn't that take you back?
1: That was cute, yes.
0: I don't know if you noticed, but they took pictures with this, like, little polaroid camera and i had one of those cameras it was like a long polaroid camera and i had to google what they were called and it was actually called polaroid I zone and i had one of those and it was red
1: i had one but i never used it
0: well i think i used it and then once it ran out of like film i didn't use it anymore
1: yeah something like that yeah those, i missed oh man i, I want to bring that, those back
0: yeah well polaroids had a comeback a few years ago but not those, those yeah
1: not the long ones yeah
0: right So anyway, Lizzie is obsessed with Ronnie and Miranda and Gordo get tired of hearing about it. And there's one part where she's like, Lizzie's saying that she might nickname him Pudding. And I don't know why, but I remembered that because she's like, Pudding, 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 Pudding. (laughs) Now here's something I noticed. In season one, we don't really get a lot of like, gordo Lizzie potential relationship, like, that's not something that's mentioned very much in the first season of the show. But right here at the beginning of season two, Gordo tells Miranda that he'd never really thought about what it would be like if Lizzie got a boyfriend. And Miranda asks if he's jealous. And he's like, no, no, I don't think so. And it's just like, oh, we have set this in motion. So we know kind of where things are going to be going. And then on their date, when Lizzie and Ronnie kiss, who do we see in the background but Gordo?
1: That right there is an iconic cup moment in disney channel lizzie mcguire history i that that is iconic that moment right there where he they like pull apart and he gordo standing right there that is definitely iconic i know just something about seeing it for the first time when you're a child it was just so dramatic like that whole episode that was like a degrassi episode that whole episode was dramatic
0: yes but there he is with his jaw dropped and it's just like gordo like we know now we know that gordo has feelings for lizzie And so Ronnie and Lizzie officially become a couple, and he even gives her his ring, or a ring, and Lizzie goes back home, she's like on cloud nine after getting her first kiss, and her parents are like, what is going on? You cannot have a boyfriend. And here's a line that I wrote down because I loved it. And she tells her parents, she's like, "FYI, every girl in my grade has a boyfriend." And her mom goes, "Does Miranda have a boyfriend?" And Lizzie says, "No." And isn't that so? Like, that's such a parent thing to do. Yeah. Her dad was like, "Well, there goes that argument." But that's something that you you know you say to your parents.
1: I've definitely been in several of those moments. Several of those moments.
0: Yes, for sure. But anyway, Lizzie does continue to date Ronnie for what? Maybe a week. Um, and there's a part where Miranda and Lizzie are in her bedroom, and I remembered this where Lizzie's on the phone with Ronnie and they're gonna say goodbye, and she's like, You hang up first. No, you hang up first, no, you hang up first. And
1: then Miranda hangs up.
0: Yes. At this point, Miranda and Lizzie they get into a little argument because Lizzie tells Miranda the only reason she's mad is is because she doesn't have a boyfriend and I was like, oh, watch out Lizzie!" And so then they kind of fight for a second. Let's jump back to Matt's storyline here. He does all of Melina's chores like making her brownies, walking the dog, all this stuff. And then she decides she's gonna give him her baseball card, but he has to give her his dad's baseball card collection and whenever Matt's dad finds out that he gives the collection away he's not happy so he takes Matt's new collection so cute little Matt storyline as always as always the climax here for this episode Ronnie comes over and says we need to talk and oh my word those words though those four words Lizzie's mom does not want her to go with him at this point because she knows what's coming. And when they go outside, Ronnie tells Lizzie there's a girl at his school who likes him and he says he likes her too. And I mean, the heartbreak, man. I mean, Lizzie gives him his ring back and he's like, Lizzie, can't we still be friends? But she just walks away in tears. And right then and there, Lizzie just had her first heartbreak and it got me. It got me. Rewatching this episode, I was like, no. Like, I hate this guy
1: and his his reasoning too like what a what a guy like his reasoning oh there's this girl in my school you know she's just there and and then if this was real life i'm sure a few months later he probably came crawling back and she was over it by then so
0: oh my gosh you hit <laughs> the nail on the head with that
1: yeah and it prepared me for the future
0: As the episode ends, I love what happens here. And this this scene is kind of iconic too, but-
1: my favorite scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love this. Gordo finds Lizzie in the library, and she's, you know, she's crying. She's tearing up her love notes and doodles about Ronnie. And uh, he's brought her a chocolate chip cookie from the cafeteria, so sweet. Basically, Lizzie tells him, you know, Ronnie broke up with me for another girl. And then she says, she's probably prettier than me and smarter than me and a lot more fun. And Gordo tells her, there's no one prettier or more fun to be around. And then Lizzie's like, you forgot smarter. And he said, well, I was including me in that too. Because, you know, Gordo's like the whiz kid.
1: It was a really sweet, really good response. And I think everyone needs someone like that. In their life for that type of reassurance when you're feeling that type of way.
0: Right. And Gordo, you know, he says Ronnie's going to regret it for the rest of his life. And, you know, Lizzie's like, oh, Gordo, you're a good friend. And then Gordo almost says something else, but he doesn't. And it's just like, ah. Yes. And then, you know, at the very end of the episode, Miranda comes back, and they have a little group hug, and and that's it. I mean, wow, we got Lizzie's whole first relationship in a matter of 23 minutes, so... Like, they
1: did a lot in 23 minutes. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, it's a sitcom, so, you know, you you get into a situation and you solve it, but... Any other thoughts on that episode?
1: Um, that's just an iconic Lizzie McGuire episode, it... It's just so emotional and I mean Hillary did a really good job with the crying and I mean it didn't look corny or I mean it looked really real like she looked like she was really crying real tears because I know especially these newer Disney shows I definitely don't think they could pull off something like that at all so it's just amazing to see just how the shows were back then and how more relatable it just felt real.
0: I'm telling you we got so lucky with the era we grew up with. For sure. Next episode here, we have El Oro del Montezuma, which I looked up the translation for, and it is The Gold of Montezuma. So this episode, now, Claire, I did not know that we were going to get, like, a lesson in culture here, but that is what we got.
1: Yeah, so, okay, for one, I definitely don't, I have seen this, but I completely forgot about this episode. And I definitely don't remember it being that much of a lesson.
0: But it was. And I was shocked.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, Disney.
0: Um, This episode premiered on February 22nd, 2002. And basically, the idea here is that Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda go on a Spanish game show. And I did remember them going on the game show. And I remember it was kind of a disaster. But like I said, didn't remember any of this whole, like, cultural lesson of it all. So here's what happens. So Miranda's cousin is supposed to be on this game show. He winds up meeting some new teammates, so Lizzie, Miranda, Gordo agree to do the show with him, but he is going to have to be their translator because it's in Spanish and they don't speak Spanish. Not even Miranda, really, which is kind of funny because I remember in the Halloween episode, she did speak a little more Spanish and she was a little more knowledgeable, so continuity issue there. Yeah. At the same time that this is kind of unfolding, Lizzie... At Lizzie's school, there's a new kid from Indonesia. His name is Lee, and he doesn't really speak English, but Lizzie, you know, she tries to befriend him. She gets a little frustrated because he's not understanding what she's saying. And of course, the lesson here from Mr. Dig, love him. Um, he's talking about different cultures and traditions. And he says, you know, our culture is a lot richer because of the contributions from other cultures. And I'm like, preach, like we need we need this right now, Mr. Dig. Come on. Um, but Lizzie has to write a report about a different culture, so that's the idea. And when they end up doing this game show, she thinks she's going to write her report about that experience. It doesn't really go as they were hoping. And they practice to prepare for it, they practice all these stunts that they're going to have to do, but they also practice Spanish a little bit. But Lizzie's like, I think we need to spend more time on the stunts instead of the Spanish. That was not a good idea. So when they get on the show, you know, they have to do stuff like pop balloons between their chests. And I think they have to dress Gordo up as like a Marachi band player or something. But Carlos, Miranda's cousin, who is their translator, remember, he gets put into a glass box at one point, And he's separated from the team so he can no longer translate for them. And so at this point... Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo have to f- try to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. And they have this huge tub of rice pudding, and they have these boxes, and they have no idea. They have these ladles. And so they wind up just like throwing the rice pudding at each other, and it was super messy, but it was super fun, and I loved it. Looking at a show like That's a Raven, we saw a lot more of this sort of thing on that show. We didn't see sort of the the messy situation so much on Lizzie McGuire, so it was kind of nice and and fun to see that on this episode. But, yeah, any, anything to say about, like, the game show and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, so I guess, uh, rewinding back to how Lizzie said, you know, we probably don't need to learn as much about the, I guess, the vocabulary as we do the physical part. And if they had just learned maybe a few basic words that would be used on the show, she wouldn't have. So I think maybe right. they learned what the word pyramid meant. You know, just that's all they needed to know is like learn what the word pyramid meant and they would have been okay. But just basically like a few words. So I think that also is what the lesson. Right,
0: right, right. Here's kind of what I had for, for the lesson of the episode. And during the game show, I think either animated Lizzie or Lizzie herself even says, you know, now I know what Lee feels like. And so it was, you know, a full circle moment. At the beginning of the episode, she's getting frustrated when this, you know, new kid from another country doesn't understand her. And now she's like, oh, I get it. And uh, when we come back to school for the day that they present their reports, Lizzie, you know, she says originally she was going to do her report on the game show experience, but what she learned was that she needs to learn about other cultures because, you know, we're all here together and she apologizes to Lee for kind of losing her patience with him and she ends up doing her report on Indonesia, where he's from. So I loved what the lesson of this episode turned out to be and I loved I loved the assignment that they had and just everything about it because it's so true. Like I know for me, Claire, we grew up in the same small town and just getting out of that town, even and meeting people from just other walks of life and other cultures. I mean, it was so eye opening. And I'm so thankful, like I went to college and got to experience that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it just, and also, it's just kind of a good thing for when new kids come to the school or just new people um, at your workplace or different environments, and they don't speak English as a first language, they speak a Their native language, along with some English, versus some of us who can barely speak English, let alone two languages. So I think that kind of helps too, because it is hard; it's not easy, and and it appears to us. Yeah,
0: and I hate to say it, but my two years of Spanish in high school, it didn't, it didn't carry over that well, sadly.
1: (laughs) It didn't carry over.
0: (laughs) So I I didn't know a lot of the words that were being said on this episode uh, in Spanish. I do wanna mention Matt's storyline. In this episode, he and Lanny were playing this epic game of hide and go seek, which was actually pretty funny. And uh, I love how at the end, when Lanny kind of gives up on finding Matt, uh, Matt's mom is like, "'Lanny, aren't you supposed to yell Ollie Ollie oxen free?'' But Lanny doesn't talk. So she's like, oh, stupid question. And then we see Matt. He's like hiding on a train and the train starts moving. I don't know how realistic that was, but uh, I I don't know. I enjoyed the Matt storyline in this one. It's cute. cute. Moving on to the next episode, Mom's Best Friend. This premiered on March 8th, 2002. Another good one. I gotta say, I loved this one. This was really cute. In this episode... Mr. Dig assigns books to the class to read, and the girls are having to read a book about mother-daughter relationship, the boys, a father-son relationship. And Lizzie, she's not originally super excited about the subject matter, but she ends up loving the book, and she even gets kind of emotional about it. And so she, like, automatically wants to be friends with her mom when she's reading this. And I, I I liked the moment when, you know, she's sitting in bed reading the book. And then we see the story play out of what she's reading as like a black and white classic movie. And Lizzie is there and her mom's there. And it's welcome to the Orchids and Gumbo Society. And her mom's like, I love you, sweet potato. And it's just, it's cute. I liked it.
1: And they looked gorgeous. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, they looked really pretty. Yeah,
0: yeah. So then Lizzie and her mom do become friends. And Lizzie takes her mom to the digital bean. Miranda and Gordo's reaction to Lizzie bringing her mom and being friends with her mom. So funny. And Miranda gets the best, like, one-liners. And when her mom shows up, Miranda's like just automatically confesses, she said, we didn't break your hobo figurine. <laughs> That's a moment where I was talking about where they do a little cutaway, because then we saw this sequence where you see Lizzie and Gordo and Miranda breaking the figurine with a football and like her mom like seeing it and all this so that was kind of what I was talking about with the little cutaway deal but loved that one liner from Miranda and then Gordo tells Lizzie this is when Lizzie's mom is kind of away for a second and Gordo's like parents sacrifice to provide for us and in return we have as little to do with them as possible it's nature's law and Miranda she plays out this whole scenario how parents you know you get home from school and they're like how was your day I don't know what are you gonna do tonight I don't know why don't you ever talk to me? Just leave me alone. Like, that's so true.
1: The whole time I just kept thinking, how would I react if I was in Miranda and Gordo's situation? It's funny, but I I guess for me, I'm just like, I don't think I would ever do that or care that much. But it was cute right. just seeing her want to spend time with her. And I thought something would happen to where the mom would end up feeling bad about something. Mm-hmm. Like where she would care that um, they didn't want to be around her. I, I kind of was expecting that because I didn't remember how the episode played out so I was just like I really hope they don't do anything to hurt the mom's feelings that's why that's what I just kept thinking because I was waiting on them to do something like that but I'm glad that it happened
0: and I feel like that's happened on other episodes uh for sure
1: like the episodes with the jeans and all that like I thought something like that was gonna happen so I'm glad that didn't happen
0: right or even the even the bra episode like when Lizzie and Miranda tell her mom they don't want her there picking out the bras like yeah that one yeah yeah so Lizzie and her mom continue hanging out, and they do pottery together. And I love the moment when Lizzie puts a she puts the broken piece of pointy plastic in her mom's clay, and that comes in later as a little moment at the end. But so while they are doing pottery, Lizzie's mom gets a call about Nana McGuire, and this is where you know the conflict rises. Basically, Lizzie's mom finds out that Nana McGuire wants a separation from Grandpa Chuck. And Lizzie, she starts getting worried and she isn't sure she wants to know this much about like adult reality, which as an adult now, and I I say that lightly, it's like, oh, wow. Like, I wish I could go back to being a kid and not have worries like that because man, good times. Mm -hmm. And there's one point where the mom tells her that There was a time when the dad was uh, having some money problems or a tax issue with the government and the government got him confused with Bill Gates or something. And I was like, oh my goodness, really? (laughs) Miranda and Gordo, though, they actually decide to hang out with their parents at one point. And then Miranda's mom, she was like super excited. I love Miranda's mom, um, but she was super ready to like go to the mall and buy things for Miranda. But in the end, like the day hanging out with their parents actually didn't turn out so good. Like... Gordo, I think, got sprayed by a skunk or something with his dad. They were going to go fishing. So things didn't go so well for them. And Lizzie, she eventually has to talk to her mom about what's going on. And everything turns out okay with Nana McGuire. She and Grandpa Chuck make up. But basically, Lizzie, you know, she's just saying she isn't sure she wants to know about reality yet. And she says eventually she'll be ready to hang with her mom but at this point, it's just not the right time. So maybe in a few years. And her mom gives her the pointy hunk of broken plastic and tells her she can give it back when, when she's ready to be friends with her again. And I loved that for them.
1: I was like, oh That was sweet. That, it, that ended up being a really sweet episode. So that was good.
0: Yeah, it tied a little bow around it for sure. Matt's storyline here, he and Lanny were getting framed by a chimp breaking stuff around the house. And Sam is, like, you know, grounding Matt. The owners of the chimp actually come and, and get him at the end after Matt and Lanny, like, use their dad as bait to catch the the chimpanzee. Uh, and, I mean, literally, a real chimpanzee. And I think this monkey comes back in another episode, too, where they, like, babysit uh, or something the, the chimp. Um, so the very end of the episode we see that lizzie is back at the digital bean and she is with her mom but her mom's just dropping her off and she's gonna stay with miranda and gordo and you know none of them are gonna be friends with their parents like that and we see that uh lizzie has the, the piece of plastic on her charm bracelet and i was like oh and she like smiles back at her mom and i just uh i loved it great ending great episode it
1: was it was good it was very sweet I wonder, I'm sure a lot of people um, ran out, a lot of kids ran out and tried to hang out with their parents after (laughs) this episode.
0: Maybe. Not me, not me. Okay, good episode. Next. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Now we have The Rise and Fall of Kate. The Rise and Fall of the Kate Empire. This premiered on March fifteenth, two 2002. And Claire, there is a character in this episode who kind of takes the spotlight for a minute. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Claire!
0: Claire, yes. Okay, so how did you feel like having this character with your name, the same name as yours on the show?
1: I loved her. I know that sounds horrible, but I loved her, um, even though she was a villain. I just never really liking her because I thought she was really pretty. She was a girl of color. Her name was Claire, and she was a cheerleader. So I, realized, I just remember like when I was growing up, I wish I had seen more of her.
0: Right. So she's played by Davida Williams, so let's give her a shout-out there. But in this episode, Claire is like, So mean. So mean. Here's what happens. Okay, I love at the beginning of the episode, we kind of get this mean girls like you can't sit with us situation, because there aren't enough lunch tables for everyone to have a seat at lunch. And the cheerleaders did not let Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo sit with them. So they wind up sitting in the grass. And Lizzie says, you know, she wishes Kate could feel what it's like to sit in the grass. And you know, someone should come knock her off her pedestal. Well, The cheerleaders do a cheer at lunch, which... Oh, we should mention you were a cheerleader, Claire.
1: Just like Claire.
0: So when they do a pyramid, (laughs) Kate falls off the top of the pyramid. And it's like Lizzie made that happen somehow. But she dislocates her shoulder and it's like she fell from grace because Claire's like, Kate, you can no longer sit with us. You cannot be a cheerleader with a dislocated shoulder and a sling. And Claire is the new captain. And Claire... Claire's a tough cookie. I mean, like,
1: whoo. Yeah. So she was definitely worse than Kate, I guess. It was funny. It was cool to see them play up on this, um, stereotypes and everyone, you know, stays in their place. And it was just funny because I wish I went to that school. Like, I would just be happy that I was eating outside. Like I wouldn't even care about the grass. Like (laughs) that's just how, um, how different the school is.
0: Well, here's the thing that I love about Lizzie in this episode. We get a good glimpse at Lizzie's character and her heart because Lizzie feels bad for Kate. Kate is her enemy. And that just goes to show that, like, Lizzie cares about people. And I love that about her. And we see that throughout the whole series, but we see it here for sure. We even see Kate sitting in the grass and Lizzie is feeling bad about it. Gordo and Miranda, not so much. They even sing Ding Dong, The Wicked Witch is Dead at one point about this. But Lizzie, you know, she doesn't know why she feels bad for Kate. Regardless, she decides to help her. She gets Gordo and Miranda to help her too because, you know, they're kind of all like, okay, Claire needs to stop and we need to get Kate back because Kate is at least better than Claire. Um, There was kind of a reference to an older episode because Lizzie tells Kate when she was in rhythmic gymnastics, most of her stunts were one-handed. And you may remember the rhythmic gymnastics episode from the first season where Lizzie did do stunts. And, you know, Hillary, it's always been said that she did her own stunts on this show. So I'm sure that when she did these one-handed cartwheels, that was really her. And she helped teach Kate. I want to give a shout out to the music group Jump Five, because their song was used. Do you remember Jump Five?
1: I do remember Jump Five a little bit. Yeah, I kind of forgot about them.
0: So Jump Five, spinning around, is played whenever Kate is learning to do a one-handed cartwheel. Once Kate learns how to do these stunts one-handed, she tells Lizzie, this is not going to change anything, but, you know, thanks anyway. And then Kate goes and confronts Claire. She does the one-handed cartwheels. She basically shows up Claire because Claire tries and, like, hurts her wrist and she winds up in a sling. And Lizzie's comment about all of this is like, you know, she can't believe Kate didn't learn a lesson But at the very end, we do see that Kate actually invites Claire to like come back and sit with them and she doesn't like, you know, shun Claire like Claire did to her. So kind of a sweet ending. This episode, it's not, you know, the most realistic, obviously. And I wouldn't say that this lesson was as great as some of the others, maybe. But I enjoyed this episode. And oh, we got to we got to talk about Matt's storyline really quick. Um, The actor who plays him, Jake Thomas, references this a lot. If you follow him on social media, Matt is going to be in a play at school. He has one line and it is, ah, the doorbell. I'll get that.
1: I will say I do like this Matt storyline.
0: Yeah. Even though he has like this very small role in the play, he becomes a diva. And like his parents have to intervene and Lanny gets mad at him. But then at the very end, you know, he winds up having to apologize, but uh, he loses his voice he gets Lanny to go on for him which I'm like but wait a minute Lanny doesn't talk so I guess that was kind of supposed to be funny yeah um there but any other thoughts on this episode
1: I mean just overall it was a good episode it was a cute girly episode um you got to see more of Claire which I liked I wish we had more episodes with focused on Claire and Kate a little bit more maybe I like this one
0: The last episode we're gonna be talking about today is called Working Girl. It premiered on March 29th, 2002. And this is another one that I remembered very well. It's when Lizzie gets her first job as a busboy, her first part-time job.
1: Yes, I definitely remember this one. Um, For some reason, I really specifically remember her rolling the silverware. And then this episode was my favorite Matt storyline out of all of them because it was just really cute.
0: Yes, I do like the Matt storyline in this episode too. One thing we haven't talked about are like the outfits. Do any like stand out in these episodes for you? Because I meant to mention the cat shirt that she wore in the first kiss episode. I remembered that one really well. But, you know, I mean, all of these crazy early 2000s outfits though.
1: Right. So I wanted all of Lizzie's outfits. Every outfit I would have worn, all of those growing up. Her and Miranda. I mean, they kind of had similar styles. This episode, particularly Miranda's style, was just on point the plaid with the hat and like the way her pigtails, but the, the way they were tied up in the rubber bands. I mean, Miranda had always had the best hair. So I just loved her hair, her style. Like she was just so cool to me.
0: Did you ever play the Disney Channel.com game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I played that. And then she also had a board game.
0: I think I had the board game.
1: Yeah. I remember that. And then there was, what was it? Oh, and when I had AOL, I had her voice as my like greeting. Like when you open it, she'd be like, Hey, what's up?
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, that's old. Yeah. Back to working girl. It is so relatable as an adult. Like, Lizzie's having to adult for the first time ever, and it's just... I feel you. I feel you, Lizzie. this
1: episode was great.
0: At the beginning of the episode, Lizzie is wanting an allowance from her parents, but they're like, no. And she wants, you know, independence and freedom, because what teenager doesn't? But then uh, they go to the Digital Bean, and the Digital Bean is hiring for a busboy. So Lizzie gets that job. And at first, she thinks it's like, it rocks and whatnot but then it's like a lot of work and she's not loving it so much and you mentioned the uh the silverware and that to me like i loved how she she rolled up the one and she was like wow i accomplished so much and then like you see the big pile and it's like oh don't you just feel that way sometimes yes Uh, every day (laughs) every day um Lizzie's parents aren't super happy about her getting a job because they're telling her work is a big responsibility. She just needs to be a kid and all this stuff. But they're going to let her do it, and they're going to give her a chance. So Lizzie keeps working as the busboy. It's not getting any easier. Kate and Claire actually are making her job even harder by, like, making messes. And then one morning, her dad comes in her bedroom and gives her a little speech. So you want to talk about that? She
1: thought he was really going to come in and scold her. For it, but he um, he came in and he was just like, you know, if you don't you don't have to do this. Like one of your responsibilities as a child is to make good grades, um, stay out of trouble, hang out with your friends. And he's like, you're already doing that, so you don't have to don't have to work. Because a lot of some parents would be like, yeah, you better keep that job, and uh, I'm tired of paying these bills for you. Like you know, you just never know. So it was really nice seeing him say that and um this is really nice
0: and I feel like maybe two years down the line her parents probably would be like get a job but at 14 like you really can't even have a job at 14 you know they were stretching the truth a little bit there I do believe so loved that little speech from dad and Lizzie ends up getting super annoyed by the customers and she goes off like there's this guy who he wants a clean spoon and there's a kid who keeps dropping his crumbs on the floor like she went off.
1: She's like, sir, you are eating a bagel. You do not need a spoon for a bagel. I loved
0: that. I loved that. She kind of goes off on everyone at the Digital Bean, including her boss. And her boss is like, do you feel better now? And she's like, yeah. And then her boss says, good, because you're fired. So Lizzie gets fired, which we knew that was coming, right? We knew that was coming. Let's talk about Matt's storyline, because as you said, it really is a good one. You want to you talk about that?
1: Sure. So basically, he, he is having relationship issues with Melina, who is his girlfriend slash friend slash nemesis and she's been getting another boy in school in trouble so Matt's really upset he's going through it he's having relationship issues and he's like I really need to talk to a girl but Lizzie's busy and then Gordo's like uh hello Miranda's a girl And so he's like, oh, yeah, Miranda is. So it's just kind of funny seeing how he's never really looked at her as anything other than just Lizzie's friend. Like he's never had any sort of feelings or crush or anything for her. Well, then Miranda gives Matt some really good advice and just reminding him that he's a good kid and any girl would be lucky to – get him in trouble or something along the lines of that. And so then he just instantly starts falling for Miranda, which I mean, that makes sense. Cause I know if I was young and some older guy was telling me, you know, I'm a great kid. Like, I mean, I probably would have a crush on him too. So was, and she's gorgeous. So I can see why he would have that. So it just clicked in his head that he would, Um, start being interested in Miranda so then he kind of becomes obsessive and making shirts with his face on it has a button with her face on it put I love Miranda on his bike sends balloons to her house is calling her all the time it was just so cute because like she was so annoyed by it it was just cute seeing like she didn't want to hurt his feelings either like she never really told him that she was um, annoyed. She just kind of kept playing it along, but you could see that she was annoyed. And also, what I like is that Lizzie didn't know any of this was going on. So it was just kind of right. seeing the separate lives, and that was really cute.
0: But in the end, it all kind of comes together. And, you know, when Miranda is finally going to tell Matt, like, hey, I'm not really your girlfriend, like, first of all, Melina shows up, and she's like, um, excuse me, Miranda, you are the rebound, this is my man, and, like, takes Matt away. Right. Which was hilarious. So funny. So
1: the rumors are true, just because you can't get a guy your old age.
0: Yes. Loved that. Um, but then Lizzie comes home, and she's like, you know, I got fired, and she says, are you guys hungry? And she pulls a cake out of the fridge, and the frosting on it, you know, says, like, I heart Miranda. And so that Lizzie doesn't see, because Miranda and Gordo agree never to tell Lizzie about this, Miranda just takes her hands and, like, brushes off the icing. And Miranda says, frosting's the best part. I mean, just a great ending. Loved it. Well, that finishes up our five episodes that we were going to talk about today, Claire. And just as an overall kind of conclusion, what did Lizzie McGuire mean to you in your childhood?
1: Lizzie McGuire. When I think of Lizzie McGuire, honestly, like I really just think of my best friend who lived two doors down. We would just spend, especially in the summer, we would just spend all day together. And then in between those moments, we would watch episodes of Lizzie McGuire. And really, that's one of the main shows I just remember watching with my friends. So I just really miss that. And I always kind of admired her lifestyle, admired her style, her fashion. I used to pick up little things that she would do and, you know, end up doing it myself. So it just really is a huge staple point of my childhood.
0: Oh, love it. Well, for today's Remember When segment, Claire, and this is a segment where I touch on a Hillary subject that I don't have a whole episode to spend on, but, you know, want to give it a mention. And we are going to talk about her guest arc on Gossip Girl. Yes. And this is very different from Lizzie McGuire, so we really got to shift gears.
1: Yes, this is definitely shifting gears on a whole different car on a whole different interstate. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. Okay, so... Hillary guest starred on six episodes of Gossip Girl, the third season of that show. And this was back in 2009. And I actually haven't watched these episodes since they originally aired, but they were honestly so good. And I remember them pretty well. I did look up some YouTube clips to kind of refresh my memory. I'm not sure I would recommend that because a lot comes up in regards to Hillary's guest appearance on this show. Mm-hmm. Hillary played a famous actress named Olivia Burke, and she was the star of this vampire movie series called The Endless Nights. And remember, this was around the same time as like Twilight and everything. And she wound up being, let's see, she was Vanessa's roommate, and she was Dan's girlfriend. Um, Now you're a big fan of this show, right? Yes. So, like, what did you think of Hillary's time on XOXO Gossip Girl?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Something about who she is matched the character really well. It made sense her playing this role because this something like this could have actually happened to her, where she went to college, and I mean, so that it was like her playing herself a little bit.
0: Yeah. So the idea is like this famous actress wants to have you know this college experience at NYU. And I mean, the episode, the moment of her guest appearance is uh, the episode where Dan and Vanessa are like trying to mark off this list of things for her to do while she's in college because it ends up, you know, at the end, she's going to go off to do a movie or something, but they have a uh, one, two, three, a threesome.
1: What? Uh- I mean, just her whole character was definitely not what we're used to seeing the squeaky clean Hillary Duff, which she's done a really good job of maintaining that nice clean image. So it was just really, I mean, just even other scenes where like you see her cussing and just, I mean, just seeing her as a whole different character and just like the things she wore so it's really nice but definitely the threesome episode that was mind-blowing because it was even (laughs) mind-blowing for the other characters to do something like that you know so it wasn't even just her it was just the whole scene was mind-blowing for anyone who watched the show
0: girl (laughs) you're telling me i didn't even know what a threesome was until this episode of gossip girl
1: hey yeah
0: i was very innocent and i mean i was probably like 14 when this came out. So I guess it's not, maybe that's pretty bad, but no, I didn't know. And I just remember being like, what is happening right now? And then I got to school the next day and like people were talking about it and like explaining, like, that's a thing. And I'm like, okay, all right. All right. Um, but no, like you are so right. This was, this was a departure for her, but it was so good to sort of see her grown up because she hadn't done a role like this really, in her career, especially mainstream. So this was the first time that people were really seeing her in a more grown-up role, in a more adult character. And it was a good place for her to go, I feel like. Like, this was a very popular show. She fit right in. Her performance was great. She looked fantastic. And she did a good job. And, I mean, you know, the threesome, that was that was a shocking moment for the whole show. You are right. And it was definitely shocking for Hillary Duff. But I don't think it was like a shock factor, like Miley Cyrus, like gone bad, like it wasn't like that.
1: The subject matter wasn't PG, but the way it was shot was very PG, so it was good. She still was able to maintain her image and it was done as tasteful and as classy as possible for that subject.
0: For sure, yeah. I also made a note that during her arc on the show on Gossip Girl, there were several other famous guest stars. Namely, Tyra Banks starred on her episodes, Jimmy Fallon. I didn't remember this, but Olivia actually went on Jimmy Fallon's show, which was not even the Tonight Show at that point.
1: That's good. I don't know, because Tyra Banks did horrible in her role, so thank gosh Hillary killed hers, because Tyra did not.
0: It was a strange role for Tyra.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it at all.
0: Now, this is the big one. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Was on one of her episodes and she performed Bad Romance. And I have to say, like, I was not a Lady Gaga stan until this episode. Like, I remember when she was on there and she sang Bad Romance. That's when I became obsessed with that song and obsessed with Lady Gaga, was when she was on Gossip Girl. And I may have never seen that. I, you know, I could have missed that if Hillary Duff had not been on there. So, like, thank you, Hillary Duff, for basically introducing me to Lady Gaga. And There was actually this whole play that they do on the the episode where they're singing Lady Gaga songs and Hillary sings a little bit of Love Game. So that was cool. That was
1: cute, it was.
0: When it all goes down in the end, it's like Dan has feelings for Vanessa and Olivia points this out to him and then she's like, you know, go be with her. And I think Dan and Vanessa stayed together for a while after that. Yeah,
1: they were they ended up being a couple for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did read where Hillary's character, Olivia, got a shout out in the series finale. So... Clearly, like, she had a big impact on that show. And like I said, people are still talking about it.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was definitely, she definitely left her mark.
0: And finally today, Claire, I'm going to give you a trivia question in a segment I like to call Quizzy McGuire. It will be multiple choice, so don't don't panic. (laughs) So... Prior to her appearance on Gossip Girl, Hillary was actually rumored or it was reported that she had been offered a role as a lead cast member on another CW series. A, The Vampire Diaries, B, 90210, The Reboot, or C, Smallville.
1: Okay, ooh.
0: You can guess. Okay,
1: I'll go with 90210.
0: That is correct, yeah. She was, was that a total guess? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so E! News like, reported that Hillary was offered the lead role of Annie Wilson on that show. And you know, I don't know that it was necessarily ever confirmed that that was a thing, but it does make sense because the producer, or the creator of that show, Darren Starr, actually is also the creator of the show Hillary is on now called Younger, and he offered her a role on that show. So I think it probably, probably was true, but Hillary like turned it down and her mom would have actually been Lori Laughlin on the show. Oh. So that could have been interesting nowadays. Well, Claire, this has been so much fun and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and taking the time to rewatch the episodes. And yeah, it's been it's been fun chatting with you about Lizzie today.
1: Yes, thank you so much for asking me. I really enjoy this and I would love to do this again. So just let me know.
0: Well, Claire Rogers, thanks so much for being on Duff Enough. Thank you. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff!